Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. She is mother to only the seventh individual in Singapore diagnosed with a life-threatening heart defect at the time. And she says that realization of, you know, waking up to the fact that your child will require serious medical intervention at that point in time, changed her approach to planning ahead financially and really changed her thoughts as well on what comprehensive protection really means. Mabel Tan is Financial Services Director for Great Eastern. We're talking about how to effectively plan as a member of the sandwich perspective. You've got a growing family to take care of and then you've got your parents to take care of and you've got yourself to take care of as well. So what happens when something like this, a life-threatening heart defect gets thrown into the mix? Mabel, welcome. Good morning. First up, how is your son? Hi, morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Well, my son is great, thankfully. Yep, he's now happy in school this morning. Oh, that is fantastic. So he's seven years old now. Take us back to that moment when you realize that he has TAPVR, and that is total anomalous pulmonary venous return. Now, what does that mean for you in terms of the kind of, you know, life ahead for him? What does that Mm -hmm. moment mean? I guess for us, many of us, we don't sense urgency until crunch time comes. And my son was born with the congenital illness. And unfortunately, it was not detected until he was born. So when everything was just thrown in a mess, he needed an open heart surgery to survive. And that was when we were left to decide what options he had. The cost involved, and had to make that painful and guilty decision to choose based on price. Because before that, okay, medical life was not introduced when he was born in 2015 as of then and it was then I truly appreciated the importance of insurance and sound financial planning gosh so you, had I, to, you had to choose yeah. surgery based on price because this was yes. a big surgery for on a baby's heart right yes that's right so when he was born then that was when we were told that he needed an open heart surgery we were given two options mm-hmm. one is to go for the government restructured hospital mm-hmm. and the other was in a private hospital and as we all know, okay, babies at birth, okay, in 2015 in July, before it was introduced, uh, MediShield Life in August that year, mm. we all were very concerned because we didn't know what cost was going to be amounting to that. So that was when we had a discussion to say that, hey, you know, are we going to save our baby? Because it's only a 50% chance of survival. And being the seventh patient in Singapore to be diagnosed with that condition, there was only one surgeon that could really save him. And that just taught us a break because I had an elder daughter. Mm. I had my parents who was already retiring and there were so many things ahead of us and that cost became the topmost priority and concern. Wow. Yeah. And this one doctor, was he in the restructured hospital or private hospital? Okay, he was in a private practice, um, but thankfully he does his usual rounds at the government hospital, which is at NUH. And that was when we were made to decide. And just to share and be aligned on this matter, Government hospital and private hospital are equally good. But the reason is because there is so many subsidized patients that are always queuing up for government restructured hospital and that would mean a longer waiting time. And with the seriousness of his condition, they told us that the sooner he gets medical attention, the better it will be. Of course, this is about the heart not returning blood to the right (laughs) side of the heart, right? Yeah, correct. So... You sit down and with your husband, you think, okay, 
these are our choices. What did you decide? Yeah, a guilty discussion. And after that, we decided that government hospital was the way to go with very simple reason. It was an unknown cause. And I daughter and my parents' life at stake because I needed to ensure that life still goes on. Mm. And I would say very thankfully, okay, eventually when MediShield Life was introduced in August that year during the National Day Rally, a large part of this cost could be picked up. And that was when I was really very grateful for insurance because had that not been available, I wouldn't have known how to take care of such catastrophic incident that was not planned. Back then, could you buy an IP as for your baby the moment they're born? Okay, so for usually for integrated shoe plans upon birth, okay, the children needs to cross 14 days of birth. And on the 15th day, that's, right. where, that's where they can actually take up an IP, provided they are healthy. So that was when it went detected at birth, it would have already become an exclusion as considered a pre-existing condition. So this will mean that he will no longer be insured for that particular condition. Got it. So take so you take us back to that moment in time, right? What are your sources for protection when you realize, okay, this baby needs medical intervention, needs a big operation? How are your costs going to be covered? Yeah, so I still remember that very day when I just gave birth to him. I had the discussion with my husband that, no, we needed money. And my husband said this to me. We can liquidate all our investments, all our savings, whatever it takes, if it's just going to save our baby. And it is that scary because at that point in time, all the money we have accumulated with intentions for our daughter's education, for our own retirement, and even to take care of our parents became on the line because now we have a life at stake that we need to save. That is amazing and kudos to to your husband and you for being able to be so clear and, and make these choices. So basically, all you have is your own buffers and MediShield life. Yes, that's right. For your newborn to pay for his open heart surgery. Yeah, so that was when I realized that no, nobody needs to be in that kind of situation, especially so when they can make preparations to prevent such unforeseen circumstances to happen. So that is where I strongly advocate that if you are healthy and well, always ensure to get your medical insurance in place because this will prevent this sudden catastrophic incident from wiping out our hard-earned savings. But what could you have done in this case because you're talking about your son having the condition, right? Yeah. Is there anything that you could have bought prior to his birth to protect, to help you out? In today's, if you're talking about yeah, in today's today. uh, scenario, mm-hmm. yes, there is. Okay, thankfully, more and more advancement in maternity insurance often covers um, congenital illnesses and unforeseen um, circumstances such as this. If, let's say, a child is born with a defect. So I would usually suggest that if, let's say, parents are trying out to have children, to ensure that these costs are already planned ahead and to actually just factor in maternity insurance so that we don't leave ourselves um, to chances and not sure what's going to happen okay, if, let's say, a sudden cost is right in front of us. That's wonderful. I, I'm not sure if many people have heard even of maternity insurance. Is this sort of like a term insurance just for a specific period? Yep, maternity insurance is basically to take care of the maternity itself. So 
taking care of the mummy okay, before she gives birth and after she gives birth to take care of the child it, to ensure that you know, the child is healthy and if let's say any of the illnesses or congenital illness is there, okay, there will be a sum of money to help to factor in and cushion all the necessary. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So what is the state of, you know, how well insured can your son be or is this a significant exclusion? Unfortunately, until today, he's not entitled to get any life insurance. And for, I would say for medical insurance, surprisingly, okay, after many rounds with um, various insurers, I managed to get him insured for medical insurance with exclusion for his condition. So, which means that it excludes his heart and some part of his lungs because um, they are actually interlinked. But he does have some form of medical insurance, private yes. medical insurance. Right. Okay, that's yeah. great to know. Now, let's change gears, zoom out a little bit. You know, you talked about realizing when your son is diagnosed that, hey, you've got to take care of this little baby and you also have your other children and you also have your parents to take care of. What do you think are some of the the real challenges that the sandwich generation in Singapore face today? Well, I think the sandwich generation is always very caught and very stuck. And I would like to also suggest that, you know, we all have finite resources. And many times in the sandwich generation, there are many responsibilities. And with the recent rising cost of living, burden is felt immediately, causing resources to be strained and we all feel very stressed out. So to have three fundamentals of financial planning that I usually advocate is first of all to have a clear understanding of the current resources that we already have. And to be clear of our short, medium and long-term goals and priorities. And most importantly is to allocate our resources effectively for each of our priorities because our priorities do change Mm -hmm. and likewise like with rising inflation costs change as well and that very open discussion to talk about things and to tweak our resources accordingly is important. That's great to hear. Now, you mentioned rising costs. I think I took two taxis over the weekend and it cost me 50 bucks. And I thought, wow, (laughs) wow. So what do you think are some of uh, the key concepts that the sandwich generation in particular must keep in mind when it comes to dealing with daily challenges and as we witness rising costs? Yeah, I think one key note to take uh, note of is that many times I notice when I talk to my clients and my friends, Mm -hmm. planning for the sandwich generation need not mean splitting your specific resources for parents, for kids and for yourself. Mm. And it can be looked at one as one family planning because at the end of the day, we are one family unit and we are all interlinked. It is more important to look at the priorities as well as the timeline of events to decide how we should be allocating our money. And one very important note is to also know that allocating more resource to one area does not necessarily mean that it's more important than another. Because in life, there's two main areas that we will have to take care of, which is the what is and the what will. And like you mentioned, focusing on the daily rising costs, most of us will then say that, no, I need to save my money, invest my money so that I will constantly have sufficient to get by. Mm-hmm. But it only takes one catastrophic what-if event, okay, like my son's situation, or it could be even a critical illness to wipe out everything that we have saved. So in this case, if I use my family as an example, we need to always ensure that we are adequately insured to prevent any wealth erosion, to give us the assurance that even if, let's say, my son he had already taken a large part of the wealth away, okay, he will eventually get well and bounce back into health. 
And likewise, if a critical illness were to strike, our wealth can continue to grow and allow us to bounce back when we recover. So that is very crucial as well. You know, I was reading a really great report on financial crises and and the need for money awareness. And I thought it was so great that this particular report said, I'll read out the quote to you, the lag between when people should sign up for a financial product a pension, for example, or an insurance plan, and when they will actually experience the need for it requires an enormous leap of imagination or education. And that's what we hope this moment here today is all about. Joining me is Mabel Tan, Financial Services Director from Great Eastern. In case you missed it in the first half of this program, we talked about her own experience realizing that her son has a life-threatening disorder picked up from birth total anomalous pulmonary venous return a congenital heart disorder and how she and her family coped with that so we moved on and we're talking about the key concepts the sandwich generation need to keep in mind in terms of effectively planning for growing the family and taking care of all the members of that family. So Mabel, can you share with us the sort of insurance plans you now have for your family? How are you prioritizing? I I guess this is always something that many people ask me, but I want to say that there is no best plan, okay, and there is no better plan than the other. And what matters most is really about your strategy and your game plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, Is your strategy resilient to manage unforeseen circumstances? Because in the event of a crisis, who is there to manage things for you? And my family has a wide range of financial products. So be it for term, whole life, investment link, investments, annuities, and even leverage financing products. But the key to knowing what fits you is really discussing with a trusted financial advisor to know what is your current phase of life, the resources that you have, your goals and intention for the short to mid and long term. Because sad to say this, there is no cheat sheet because each family unique is different. And we have had some referrals that came to me perplexed because they did everything they thought was the best for them. They read things online, they followed guidelines, but it didn't seem to work. So my general rule of thumb for everyone is to work within your means with a stretch goal and to constantly be mindful to transfer big and unknown risks such as medical costs or potential loss of income as much as possible and put in a plan to save and invest consistently. All right. You're not giving us a Mabel blueprint? I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Save and invest consistently. And then some people fall into the trap of being overinsured, you know? Mm -hmm. How do you stop yourself from being overinsured? I guess, like I mentioned, we all have finite resource and sometimes people will think the more the merrier. Yeah. But it's really about you know, knowing where your resources should be efficiently allocated. So you do not over-insure, but at the same time, you also do not go extremely risky into investment so that you have that good balance. And when there is a good balance, you know that whatever you're doing gives you the confidence to move towards where you want to be. Okay, how has being a financial representative yourself, how has that influenced your own strategy? I would say in the course of my career, I have the privilege to witness real-life examples which help me to grow and fine-tune both my family's financial plans as well as my clients' planning. And I get to speak to clients of various experiences and profile. Mm. And I would say that helped me enhance my conviction, especially when I see successful implementation of financial plans. And my, my motto is we only live life once. 
it is important that we stay consistent on our own course of financial plans, but have the flexibility to be nimble to make detours when the situation requires. You know, whenever I speak with a member of the sandwich generation, I ask, okay, so how are you taking care of yourself? Because so much happens, especially mothers, you're busy caring for everybody else. You forget that you too need that oxygen if you're in a plane and the mask falls. It should go on you first, not your child. Uh, So what do you do to take care of yourself and how do you prioritize, you know, where you fit in the plan? I would say for myself, mindset is key. And with all parents, with primary school going kids, I believe you can understand getting up as early as 5 a.m. to prepare kids for school. And before you know it, the whole house is asleep and your day has not ended. And I start my day each each day reminding myself that I don't have to, I get to. And life is a journey to be enjoyed, not a destination that we want to reach. And I give my best to be mindful about the difference that I can make and cherish the experiences in my life. So to take care of myself is to ensure that I have the fuel to continuously take care of my whole family. So I take small breaks to recharge myself and find the little joys in life to be grateful for. That's great to hear. I mean, in terms of sort of coverage, how do you prioritize yourself? Did you find that, honestly, you you were worried about, you know, coverage for your parents and your children? And when it comes to your own coverage, you tend to minimize that? Or how, how do you decide on, you know, the sort of protection that you need yourself? Yeah. In fact, I would say that as both my husband and I, we are breadwinners of the family, we need to ensure that we are adequately insured because we cannot afford to have downtime in our work that actually resulting in a stop of income. Mm. And likewise, actually, I also want to mention and highlight that this is not only for dual income families. For single income families, it includes housewives who also do not have an income tag to them. Because when one party is down in the family, everyone is affected. So being the main breadwinner, myself and my husband, we will ensure that our finances, our insurance are actually being well taken care of. And the next I would actually also advocate is to have very open communication about money. Because many times we tend to second guess you know, each other's intention and that's mm. really not good. Because when we don't know what's happening... One party tend to overcommit due to a lack of a full picture. So having a very open communication, and I talk to my kids even, from my parents to my kids about money in the house, and to always have that constant awareness that, hey, what is the current state we are in? What are the things we can afford and what are the things we should be mindful of? Absolutely fantastic. So your children growing up with a sense of awareness of money. Let me just ask you one final question. Do you think in this world where money is becoming more and more abstract because you can use a pay now or pay la or a tap here (laughs) and a tap there, it's getting harder to inculcate what money means to children? I would say it does get a little bit tricky with the advancement of technology, but we shouldn't let technology hinder us. But instead, we should use this to embrace. And I also guide my kids in this way to say that there are many various methods and ways to actually ensure that we have sufficient. And what are the things that we need to be mindful of? Sometimes it's taking small steps and starting now. So in my family, we even advocate that my kids are starting to put their money aside to invest. Because sometimes we also have this confusion that, you know, financial planning is about, oh, I need to ensure how much to buy financial products. Mm-hmm. But it's really about taking consistent action so and having a plan. Your seven-year-old is investing or saving to invest? 
saving to invest. So okay. once he saved out to a certain amount, we'll take his money and put it in the stock market to invest for him. <laughs> he got some fun. He's got some fun managers at home. That's fantastic. Yes, that. <laughs> Mabel, thanks for joining us this morning. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Yeah, it's been great having this conversation with you. Thanks so much. Mabel Tan, Financial Services Director at Great Eastern, helping us understand the sandwich perspective and effectively planning for a family while taking care of everybody and yourself. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.